Welcome to Tiger Paw Radio, the podcast that tackles all the challenges and opportunities of channel convergence. If you provide managed IT, managed print, VoIP, security, or other technology-driven services for your customers, this podcast is for you. Tiger Paw Radio, exploring channel convergence, one stripe at a time. Well, hey everybody, Wes McDonald here, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of TigerTube. And if you can't see us, that means you're listening to us in Tiger Paw Radio, so thank you very much for listening in. Uh, really super excited today. I have a guest who I've known for a ton of years, uh, probably most of my years in the Office Equipment Channel, and uh, he's been both a mentor and a partner and uh, just doing some very exciting things right now. So, Greg Vandewalker, I cannot thank you enough for joining us on the program today. Wes, thanks so much for having me. Again, we've known each other for a very long time and uh, always enjoyed my interactions with you, whether personal or professional. So uh, it's a joy uh, and an honor to be back with you again, my friend. Well, right back at you, brother. And uh, the reason I got you on today is because this changing world that we're living in, a lot of things that you were kind of doing early on in the space um, have come to fruition, if you will, right? That some of the things Mm -hmm. that were very groundbreaking um, at the time, and we'll get into that a little bit uh, in the questions, um, but really just to talk about where we're at uh, in the world as far as the Office Equipment Channel and some of the exciting things um, that are happening for you know dealers as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But as always, not everyone that's watching this knows who you are, and as is my habit, I like to let my guests introduce themselves. So Greg Vandewalker, if you could give a little intro for our audience. I'd be happy to. So I've been in the leasing business for a very long time. Uh, Out of college, I was a tax accountant. Uh, That didn't work out all that well. So I did that (laughs) for about three years. Uh, And uh, one of the partners said, he goes, you you remind me of somebody that used to work here. And he gave me his name. And uh, this guy was in equipment leasing. I had no idea what it was. Uh, That was 1991, Um, got into equipment leasing, and really have loved that industry uh, and have learned so much, uh, whether it's uh, been in the copier channel, the IT channel, or wherever. So, you know, professionally, I'm a long-term finance guy. Um, About, um, well, it's coming up to about 10 years ago, uh, Great America decided to really focus its efforts on financing IT gear working with MSPs and VARs. So I left the copier channel at Great America, went and just dove into IT. Well, along with that, along the way, and we'll get into this, Great America started a company called Collaborance. And about five years ago, uh, I took that responsibility on as well. And so I've really been in the IT channel for a very long time. And, um, you know, we're going to get into some of the things that I think the copier channel can can benefit from and learn from uh, as we further our discussion a little bit. Well, that's great. And, yeah, I can remember those early days when you'd moved over to Collaborance because, you know, Great America was one of those companies for me uh, that really taught me <clears throat> that that what you can do and what you should do for your customers is much more than just about a rate. Right. Mm-hmm. That the kinds of educational programs that you've done for your customers, the, the kind of local charities is that you support, the way that you work with the dealer community um, was never as simple as, you know, a leasing rate, right, or, or a finance program. And so a very progressive organization. And when I saw you move over to the collaborant side, I was very intrigued at that time, because quite honestly, um, there, there were maybe whispers of, of things changing, you know, like print volumes were in slight decline, but there was no real 
there was no real impetus for people, you know, to make that change early on. And, and yet you did that, right? So long before yep. it was fashionable, long before it became necessary for dealers to diversify, you did that. So I'm wondering if you'd share maybe some of the clues that, you know, you and Great America saw as you moved into that, um, you know, and how that could, you know, potentially help customers on that side of the fence, but also in the off swim channel. You know, it started a little bit before uh, the 2008 financial collapse uh, that happened uh, on Wall Street. Um, you know, Great America is set up in uh, in silos. Uh, like I mentioned, I was been in the IT silo. We have the uh, construction and we have our copier silo. And uh, sometimes that is a pejorative. I don't view it that way. Uh, those are areas of expertise. And and we were you know, hip deep in the copier channel. And, and we looked at the dealer as our customer and we were really just trying to see what else can we do to help our customer. And, and so we are all really right here focused on what else can we do. Starts with the top from Tony Globich, our owner uh, and chairman, you know, just what can we do to help our customers? And, you know, we were seeing the, the signs of print for sure, at least slowing, probably de de decreasing. Um, and, you know, IT was really becoming prevalent. Um, even back then, security was an issue. And we're going to talk a little more about security here in a little bit. But um, we just saw that IT uh, was a much bigger share of wallet for the typical customer. So, you know, your, your typical print spend uh, at a business is gonna be 1%. IT is significantly more than that. So we saw the dollars, we saw the need for diversity. And uh, again, um, thankful that we have leadership at Great America who is willing to make a bet and put their money where their mouth was and we started Collaborance. And so it's been, it's been an interesting road. We've had to make some left turns and some right turns as we really uh, perfected our offering. But I will tell you now, we are, we are clipping away. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's been a, a very exciting year. And there's not many businesses that have been able to say that during the pandemic. But uh, it's been a testament to what we've built and how we are filling real needs with real channel partners. Yeah, I think it's kind of neat. And, you know, certainly I'm not saying there's any silver linings to this, uh, you know, pandemic, but I guess I am right that, you know, certain things that you'd already set uh, the stage for certain practices yeah. that you already put in place <clears throat> were, were, were so ready for dealers when they needed it most. Right. So yep. as it kind of came, so I'm sure you are very busy with that. You know, right now. Um, and again, it's that vision of course. And I think what I got out of that too, is that as an organization, you are pretty diversified, right? That, you know, that it's that, yes, I know you from the, the copier channel, but certainly Great America is, has been in other places much longer. And, and that visibility you get when you're actually serving other customers, right? So it's just really neat today to see those kind of things coming together. I, I've talked about that as well, if you call it uh, converged services or, you know, whatever you want to call it, right? That this idea uh, that a lot of the things that we do, which we considered quote unquote managed print, um, is actually a managed service, just of a different kind, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah really neat. And, you know, the other, the other thing I see in the space that's, you know, that's pretty awesome about this is that the dealers are really starting to embrace that. And the conversations I'm having years ago would have been 
no, we're strictly a managed print house. And I don't really hear that much anymore, right? And the number of times that I hear people that are using Collaborance that are, that are moving into more of these other kinds of managed services, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, the pandemic, like I said, silver lining, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but, you know, certainly it's, it's pushed us all to do a little more. Exactly. You know, for dealers in this uh, pandemic, uh, diversification is becoming a big topic as I just talked about. And here's, here's the rub, right? Here's where the difficulty comes in as far as I see it. For those looking to get started, you know, what should they do, you know, to succeed, right? Because it is a different type of business. So maybe some advice that you would have for people that are getting started. Right. Um, there are many ways uh, that dealers in the channel can diversify. Uh, certainly manage IT is one. It is not the only one. Uh, Wes, when, when I just look at uh, partners who we work with uh, and the ones that I would consider best in class versus the ones who tend to struggle, there's a handful of things that I see. <clears throat> the ones who are really doing it well, first and foremost, the owner has made an absolute commitment to we are going to do this, period. Uh, offering financial support, but more importantly, their, their moral support and their moral leadership and their involvement. So let's just look at the print side of the business for a second. You take a typical size copier dealer, and if there's a 100-machine uh, deal on the table, I can guarantee you that owner is involved potentially going out on the sales calls, um, being involved in the pricing, being involved in the whole process. Now, they're not doing the deal, but, but they're rolling their sleeves up and they're involved. On the IT side of the business, when I see owners involved like that, going out on the big meetings, wanting to know separate P&L, um, holding um, accountability uh, in the same way that they have accountability on the print side, those are common themes that I see the people who are really succeeding in IT. Pick whatever you want, AV, unified communications, whichever area that you want to diversify in, do those things. Be involved, have a separate P&L, and hold people accountable. Sounds pretty basic and simple, but there are organizations that I see out there that aren't doing those things, and therefore, they're, they're struggling. They're just not doing that well. Yeah, I, I like what you say about uh, the involvement and, and also about the separate P&L, right? And you said, like you said, your background is finance. And this idea that when you have a separate P&L, you have a separate set of responsibilities to those numbers, yeah. right? Well, and hey, everyone, welcome back to the interview. As uh, many of you that are astute might notice, uh, Greg and I are actually wearing uh, different wardrobes for this part of the interview. And it's not because we're trying to be cheeky, uh, but the modern world that we live in, uh, the internet, uh, it went down pretty hard, eh, Greg? <laughs> Very hard. <laughs> I love it. And that's the modern world we live in. But what I also like about this format is that we get to come back uh, and do it whenever we want. Um, so before we actually uh, lost internet and power, whatever was going on in the grand universe, uh, trying to slow us down, uh, you were talking about some of these fundamentals that you know dealers really should pay attention to if they're looking to diversify. And so I think moving beyond the fundamentals, looking towards the future right because i i'm starting to see a lot of things out there that i i would have never thought were important before right um some of these trends that are that are changing um i put out a poll last week kind of you know trying to ask um uh, my linkedin community what kind of things they were seeing you know which areas they should be focusing on 
And it's been like a roller coaster ride. At the beginning, it was one, you know, thing. And then two days later, it was another thing, depending on who's submitting, right? So just want to get your take. Uh, you're in that space. You're in that part of the world. You know, what are some of the future trends that you're seeing that dealers need to pay attention to that maybe just aren't the usual suspects like managed IT, et cetera? So it's interesting, uh, West. Uh, as you know, I'm, I'm planning to do a, a presentation for your top 100 and it's on diversification. I went to my team members. I'm like, just throw everything against the wall that you've heard a, a, a dealer doing to diversify. It's a pretty robust list. Uh, <laughs> and I, I'm looking forward to going through that with, with, your, with your audience on that webinar. But the thing that's a little interesting when I even just look at collaborants. So West, as, as long as security has been in the headlines, I'm a little surprised at how few of our partners really sell our full security offering to most of their clients. It's actually flipped. It's, they, they sell most of our security just to a small percentage. And that's a bit alarming because it's a problem that dealers can solve for their end users. And so I still see that there is opportunity in security and and i'm talking about you know system security the other piece that goes along with that that i think dealers are, are doing a good job at some of them is physical security because they do go hand in hand uh there's monitoring that goes along with that and when you think about it there's a lot of hardware there's a lot of installation dealers are really good at that stuff and so you know putting in cameras putting in sensors so that to me is is a very logical extension if you're if you're doing managed IT today if you're doing uh if you're an MSSP which collaborance is and you're providing those security offerings physical security again it just it's part of securing an environment and so that to me is something that you can get into again you got to treat that like a different business separate P&L separate teams because the technologies are different the way you sell it is a little bit different but it still is something that would be a cohesive grabbing of wallet share for your customers and so that to me is very logical uh extension there's a lot of other ancillary things that that we could pick on but to me those are the things that are if, you, if i'm an owner of a medium-sized business those things should concern me and and the dealers can go solve those problems i love it <clears throat> and you know although sometimes we put a distinction between physical and virtual security at the end of the day it's securing company assets right yes. so yes. if that's a physical asset uh, something they can lose or if that's a digital asset you know that still has value right from the customer's perspective, they don't make the distinction in their mind. Oh, this is physical security and this is IT security and this is managed IT. They, they just want stuff to work and they want to be secure. And so it's your job as the dealer to go offer that comfort and offer that solution to them. Yeah, I've got a good friend who's been in the business for a long time. And uh, many, many years ago, he started doing um, security services, virtual security services. And at that time, I can remember uh, we were at a conference and we were sitting, you know, sitting down. I said, well, how's it going? And he goes, oh, so it's the hardest thing in the world to sell, right? Like, you know, until people are bitten, you know, they don't seem to want to actually, you know, take it seriously. Fast forward, um, I interviewed him for something else a couple of weeks ago and said, how's the security side of your business going? He said, gangbusters, right? Mm -hmm. Like 
it's just night and day the appetite that people have right now for those yeah. security offerings versus what they were, you know, even a few short years ago, right? Yeah, and I am sympathetic to the fact that I mean, if you go to the Collaborance website and look at our security offering, there's a lot there, and and there all those pieces of the puzzle solve the problem, and it is difficult to learn that and to understand, you know, not doing a feature sale and just dumping oh we have endpoint security well who cares <laughs> but knowing what business problem you're solving and connecting the dots that is difficult and i i do empathize with that but the sooner you get good at selling that you're going to be able to differentiate from all the people who sell it poorly and and i'm sure your friend is reaping some of those benefits because he's done it long enough and he knows the, those value statements. He can connect the dots on solving problems or mitigating risks that other people aren't connecting those dots. And that's where you get the 250 a seat, the 300 a seat, because you know, you're, you're, you're showing the value of what you're protecting that business from. Yeah, and you learn it too, right? And I do know that was part of our conversation which is the fact that they're so much more comfortable now selling security, right? Because. Mm -hmm. You know, Greg, I don't know if you remember in the early days of, of managed print, we were working together and just trying to get dealers to install a data collection agent. They said, <laughs> no, no, IT people won't let me. And, and it's not that IT people wouldn't let them. It's just they didn't understand how to sell that piece of exactly. opposition. And I got to feel that security has got to be the same way, that there's just things that you'll learn over time. You'll, you know, hear it enough times speaking with other customers that you'll get good at delivering the message, right? Well, sure. And, you know, you look at managed IT, everybody has an agent running that is pinging every IP address on their network. And so, you know, that, those days are, are, are long gone. And I remember those uh, very well, um, but it's, it's a different world today. And, and, and we all live it all the time in just whether it's our personal life uh, or our corporate lives, uh, that's just an, an expectation and security has to get beefed up around it for very obvious reasons. But, the technology does exist so that you can do that in a safe way. Well, that's great. And I certainly encourage people to reach out to you to learn more about that. Because um, again, yeah. every time I watch the news every single day, um, th these security woes are not going away, right? No. And it's uh, no. incredible. Yeah, I sit on a, a managed uh, services, like an MSP group chat every Thursday, similar to our you no. know, top 100, right? <clears throat> and of course, with this Java uh, vulnerability that's been dancing around uh you know in the last week or so mm -hmm. they were scrambling to you know take care of that and you know sure. deal with it and you know learn what it was all about and everything else but every time i'm on a call with these msps i guarantee you greg um security is a daily topic right they don't have to mm -hmm. talk about it every day but they do because something else happens and then sure. they share insights on how they're how they're dealing with it right so yeah for yeah. dealers we, out there i totally see that yeah no we, we had to respond to that I mean, we, we took our server down uh, for a period of time. Uh, we've got very good partners that we work with and we were in you know, constant communication with them and they were testing and, and determined that we were safe and you know, lit it back up. In many ways, it was good that it happened on a Friday and we had the weekend to work on it. So <laughs> there wasn't a significant interruption or uh, you know, a lot of parts of our operation still weren't affected by it, but again, you know, we're in the business of, right. of that. And, and so we live it every day, just like the dealers do, just like the end users do. And it's, it's real and you have to be on top of it and you have to have people in your four walls or you hire somebody 
that can help you navigate through that because it's scary and it's um, and, and and it's a mystery to a lot of people. Um, and you just have to have processes in place, tools in place to mitigate those risks. Well, I love what you're saying, though, too. I had no idea. Like when you were saying, you know, 250 to, to $300, is that right? Like uh, like a seat or some of the attainable sort of oh, revenue streams? If, if you're selling a full security offering, I mean, full managed service, top to bottom security, uh, penetration testing, um, uh, user awareness training. Yeah, I mean, we, we see that. We, we, we see that regularly. Uh, and it can be in... Uh, Manhattan, and it can be in, you know, Hayes, Kansas. Uh, and people sometimes scratch your head. They're like, no way. Well, no, you don't get that on every one. Right. But if you have an end user who their existence, existence depends on secure networks and having systems up all the time, they will pay that. And the uh, top performing MSPs, I mean, we look at the service leadership numbers on a regular basis. And we see people getting those numbers all across the United States. Well, it's amazing because one of the things that, you know, we've always done is as, as we start to transition in the print world into more sort of flat rate offerings or other things, looking at this, you know, uh, per seat or per user charge, right? And I think typically on the print side, it's like 24 to $27 a user. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a pretty big revenue increase if dealers oh. can diversify and get them paying that. <laughs> You know, just think about it and just fold that into your managed service offering. Why can't you fold in the print? Uh, again, 27 bucks a seat uh, when you are uh, at 250. Sure, it's, 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 it's a bump, but relatively speaking, it's not that big of a bump. And now you're folding in another part of their business that they don't have to worry about. Yeah, and I, and I think that number has obviously gone down with the pandemic too, right? So it could be anywhere sure. fourteen to twenty dollars per user is what I've heard some people saying. So mm -hmm. you know, uh, again, as part of that managed services offering, and and a, another friend of mine, Jeff Bendix, he actually does that. He leads with security all the time now, uh, yeah. folds in the managed services, and then prints just a by the way sale. It's like, well, by the way, you know, here's what we'll charge you for the for the printers. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. I love it. By the way, sales are my absolute favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like fries with that? So Yeah. <laughs> you know, listen, uh, if you had one piece of advice, I know that, you know, we've talked about a lot of different pieces of advice, but if there was just one fundamental thing um, that we would throw out there to dealers, what would that be? It's going to go back to what I started with because I'm passionate about this. Pick one area. What do you want to add to your business? Have strategy meetings, bring people in to help you vet through the, the process. Treat it just like you're starting a brand new business and then go and then and do that, right? But don't just, hey, let's do this, give it to Bob, let Bob run with it, see how he does. I, you know, you're going to be investing money no matter what route you go, whether you go buy a company, whether you start it up on your own, whether you partner with a company like Collaborance. I don't care which route you go. You're going to be spending money. So pretend you're starting a brand new business and, and go at it that way. And there's people that will help you with that. There, the, the, we can help with that. We've got people that we have the, our PassShare group at Great America. That's part of their offering. You know, they, they walk you through strategic decisioning that you need to do. And so whether it's PassShare or other organizations, people, a lot of EOS operations out there. Um, so 
um, pick that area and attack it. Well, that's wonderful. And I appreciate that. And yes, it, you know, treating it as a separate business because it really is, right? It is. Yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough, Greg, for uh, sharing your expertise once again, and uh, looking forward to having you join the Top 100 Group in January. And yes. for all of our listeners out there and for all of our viewers, thank you very much for tuning in uh, for more educational content at Tiger Paw Software. While you're here, uh, visit some of the other blogs that we posted, listen in some of the other podcasts, watch some of the other videos. And remember, until next time, keep learning. And so we come to the end of another exciting episode of Tiger Paw Radio. If you'd like to listen to more great learning content to help you grow your business, please be sure to visit www.tigerpaw.com and click on the resources tab. You can also subscribe through your favorite podcast platforms to be sure you never miss another episode. And until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and keep that inner tiger strong.